is Monday, April 19th. Welcome to our Living Room Sports Talk. Carol Cauley, Zach Rothenberg. Look at this. So nice, nice, calm Thursday, Zach. You know, it's nice and... Or, or, I said Thursday. Thursday. I said Thursday. I'm losing it, dude. I, <laughs> Monday. Monday. That's not bad. Because we didn't do the show on Thursday. I was like trying to, you know, it's bad. That's the first error of the day for me already. That's, well, it's a Monday, so you get, it's a, you know, yeah. a valid reason. You know, I'm, always, I'm trying to think of Thursday. You know, we're talking about the weekend and stuff like that. I'm already trying yeah. to get there. Um, all right, we've got a great, great, great show for you, you know. It's funny though, maybe that's what it is too, Zach. I feel like we're just talking about before we jumped on. There's like in the sports world, there's not. It's it's clickbait seasons afoot because there's not a whole lot going on. And I even was even like kind of putting the notes here, and I was just like, well, I don't want to talk about things where it's like, yeah, kind of starting up. Like, hey, Zach, who are the Giants need a draft next week? Like, 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 it doesn't matter. Like, right, like, like, we could we could do that whole thing, but yeah, but no, that, that cost me going on for like three months now. So. Well. I, I think, and it's funny because that's actually my talking points. Because into that point, I'll just tease the show. We'll talk about the NFL draft next week. Um, and talk about weekend of sports that we just had, and then uh, there's some soccer news. I feel like we'll do a ton of soccer chatter, and this, so we'll get into that a little bit. Well, at all speeds, and then uh, we got Mojo Monday, and yes, we got all sorts of fun stuff. Um, no, but I was going to say the draft chatter, though, Zach. I feel like I'm going to have a very sober take tonight after last year's draft. You know. <laughs> You can you can think and you can say you can do all these different things, but then the reality comes. You might take a quarterback in your first pick. But anyway, we got Jack cooking with us tonight too, as well. Um, but I'll you want to do a quick beat to get started. Yeah, I've only got kind of a fiery clickbait because it's just something that really <laughs> irritated me over the weekend. <laughs> so uh, yeah, Jake Paul scores first round knockout of Ben Askren in his third. This is what got me, Kieran. His third professional fight. So here's here's my thing. Clearly, this is all just a celebrity publicity nonsense stunt. I mean, I don't know how anyone could call him a professional boxer just because he beat a basketball player, Nate Robinson, who's 36 and clearly out of his prime. A previous, you know, pre- uh, an old-timer MMA fighter, Ben Askren, again, also 36 years old. Jake Paul's 24, by the way. Um, clearly out of his prime. And Ben Askren was a good MMA fighter, but he only had six knockouts out of his 19 MMA wins. He was more of a submission and decision, you know, technical type of guy. So, I don't know. I just get irritated how everyone's blowing him up that he's a professional fighter and he's so good at this and that. It's just, it's all a hype show. And put him in the ring against a legit boxer and see what happens. Well, it's funny because I almost had no idea what's going on with this. So, I'm going to put take it from, like, the, the, the backwards way. Zach, I hear Jake Paul's name. I yeah. know... Correct me if I'm wrong. He's brothers with that idiot YouTuber that was like running around Paul. the this yeah the suicide forest in Japan and like had that whole controversy a couple years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So it's his brother. Yeah, it's his brother. And you say he's 24. He's 24. Yeah. So what? What's his story? So it's his third fight. Like, if you had said to me like, oh, like it's the brother of the YouTuber, I'd be like, oh, is that the guy? Is the fighter? Is he a fighter? What is he? I honestly don't know much about him. I, I think he does YouTube as well, but I guess he might have like boxed a little bit growing up, but like. Everyone's blowing it up like out of proportion that he's this really good fighter when he's beating guys who aren't even boxers or are clearly like out of their athletic prime. He's not actually getting like real fights though, right? He's, he's getting like, money. I mean, I mean, they're calling him a professional, which I don't understand how. I don't know what he's affiliated with. It, obviously, he's he's winning money out of all this 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 non these nonsense fights, and it's just I don't know. I don't really like it. I don't think it's really that good for the sport of boxing either. Especially, but is it kind of like? This is a really poor analogy, but it kind of reminds me like the XFL, where it's like, oh, like back when there's like, there's no fair catches, like there's hitting after the play, like all that kind of stuff, where it was just like, 
you're just exploiting actually it seems like the best parts of like a said sport like the physical like but it's like it's the opposite it's like it's got the cash in boxing but it's just not there's no actual it just seems like, like it's a bunch of like skill. celebrity boxing matches right which just don't have any weight but like people for some reason with this guy they're but, blowing him out but it's pay-per-views so people will pay for like that whole thing yeah it's exactly hard. yeah and, and you pay for a fight that lasts what a minute and a half so it's really worth it well, it's funny. If it makes you feel better, um, I saw the the writer for that, Michael Rothstein, uh, used to be the beat writer for the Lions. So I kind of chuckled because I'm just like, that would be so ESPN. Uh, just put, I mean, I think he's a beat writer for the Falcons now. So it's just also like, wait, I, I could be wrong. I don't know his, his journalism career. So maybe he's covered boxing in the past, but it just from an outside perspective, that just made me puzzle, well, it puzzled me a little bit. Um, but I'll tell you, you know, it's funny, Zach, to that point, I swear we did not, we did not plan this. Uh, I'll just go for some Lions literature, if you will. So, Grant, this was not written by Michael. Listen, Sports Illustrated, but well, round table in the NFC North. It's Jared Goff, the best QB in the NFC North. I mean, at wow. some point, yeah, yeah. I mean, how's how's that person have a job? Like when you write that, how do you have a job? You could argue that Kirk Cousins is even better than him, let alone obviously Aaron Rodgers. You could argue Danny Dalton's better than him. I mean, I'm not saying he is, but I mean, you could could. I'm sure there's stats that you, you can could argue it. Level wanted, up, yeah. I wouldn't die on that hill, but if you wanted to argue, you could. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, so it's funny because I almost wrapped this into a general talking point I wanted to do for the show tonight. We didn't really talk about this a whole lot before the show, but and I mean this. I'm not trying to be funny and honest to God. I'm, we're in this boat too, but at the same point, this also isn't our profession. We're just having fun doing this. Mm. Um, can you pick an industry where you can be less accurate than sports journalism and keep your job. Seriously, <laughs> I, like, I like this. This, uh, this. yeah, well, well, on the fly, I, I have, I have one. I actually have two. I, I wrote three. <laughs> I had three. I, oh, down. I have three or four as well. So okay, so I'll say you want to, you want to throw. I feel like there's an obvious one. I think. I think so. Is this the low hanging fruit one? Yeah. Oh yeah. What do you got? Yeah, a meteorologist. Yeah, yeah, weather yeah. Weather man, yeah. weather woman. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Chat just had it too. There we go. Yep. It's perfect. <laughs> All right. What else? What else? I got a couple that are sports related, or one that's sports related. So I have one that's sports related too. Oh boy. But I don't. I, I feel like it's not the same one. What do you got? Mine's a little bit off the wall. So mine's any of those jabronis that are out there on Twitter saying like, "Oh, just Venmo me like thirty bucks for like picks of the week, dude. Like locks. <laughs> they're locks. They're all locks. Yeah, they're locks." Yeah, like that easy. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly. So I feel like anyone that does there's like sports betting pick sites is, I mean, like because really, what you already made your money. So what difference does it make? You're just because people like it's so pays for picks. I feel like they're like normally just going to keep paying until because like oh well, guy was had a bad week, but I'll pay him again. It's like it's yeah, but anyway, I don't know. That's mine. Yeah, no, I like that. So one of mine was going to be so kickers in the NFL. I feel like. That's an interesting one. And I feel like, yeah, like, the, you know, I I'm, I go back and forth, but I think that it is one that you can still keep your job even if you're bad. Like, how many times have we seen kickers that are horrible, they, they they turn into a free agent, and then it's like, all right, someone's kicker's hurt, then, okay, he gets another shot, he's back on this team, he's got a job again, oh, he had a good ha- second half of the season, let's sign him next year, then he's bad. It's like Chris Boswell. Or I was like, just Ryan Suckup. Like, how yeah, like that? Ryan Suckup, exactly. Like, I feel like there's always these stragglers that hang around that are kickers in the NFL that they might float around from team to team, but they always end up having a job somehow. It's like, I don't know how. Graham Gano. Graham Gano, yeah. I mean, he's, he's uh, with us. I like Graham Gano. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like, like Kyra Santos is probably in there. 
Yeah. Well, how about like Steven Guskowski? Like, remember he kind of fell off and he landed a job with the Titans and was yeah it was or no yeah it was him like Adam Vinatieri yeah. same thing he was good fell off good like hot and cold he sold a job right and even like a guy like Sam Ficken like not them I mean it's like one of those guys where it's just like I, if you said well, where they like established themselves I'm like I don't really know but I'd be like they played for everybody uh, Cody Parkey <laughs> yeah Cody Parkey yeah you're, exactly yeah, I'm sure the list That's, can go on and on like that is a good one I like Sebastian that Janikowski like fell off the last several years of his career but he saw a job because of his name you know like yeah. I don't know. And you, I, know you know someone that's starting to fit that bill, by the way? Uh, Hauschka. Yes. That's a good yeah. one. And Dan Bailey. That's another one. Yeah, too. yeah, it's another good one. Yeah. Well, they're yeah. all out they're there, all, really, all, when you think about it. They're, they're, they're all out there. Yeah. Elliott's like, got to get on that list. I've never seen a guy hit yeah. more like 45-plus yard field goals but then struggle inside 35. I it's know. a bloop. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, uh, Matt Bryant. Yeah. He's hopped around. I mean, we could sit here. I mean, <laughs> I'm trying to think of some more like uh, Fairbairn, Kaimi Fairbairn. Oh yeah, that's a fun yeah. one. Yeah, um, there's a lot of them, man. But that's, I'm telling you, kickers in the NFL. Like all respect to them, it's a tough job. Yeah. But, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I feel like regardless of how good you are, you could still. I don't, I don't know. But another one I had was uh, was taxi drivers or Uber drivers. You could be that's a horrible, a really good one. You'd be a horrible Uber driver, but like when you're the only one that's out there at 3 a.m. picking up the college kids from the bar, you're still gonna get your still gonna get them. Wow, that's a really that's another good one. And taxi drivers can be horrible, but they'll just charge you more. They'll just drive you around the, the long routes in the city, so they make more money. So it's, but, you know, Zach kids these days they won't know, but I remember I used to when I went to Temple, we'd have to take cabs like for you know wherever we were going. Mm. Oh, I remember I got into it a couple times. With the I knew they were going the wrong way. I'm like, you're driving the wrong way. You're just trying to rack it up. And I just would scream. I'm like, I will tip you if you just drive normal. Like, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. It did. It's a problem. It's New York City's uh, big for that because they figure all oh, tourists everywhere. They don't know these roads. I'll go like five streets off and back. Oh, yeah. And I still can't to this day like tell the taxis, like, do I get screwed over more if I'm in the cab longer or is it for the longer distance? Like, <laughs> Yeah, I think it's putting the cab longer. So if you hit more red lights, you're, you're you know, but. Yeah, I was, anyway. well, and that's, I used to tell them, like, you know, I'll, I'll tip you if you run them. Like, yeah. But, yeah, they never do. Um, I'll tell you, I got an interesting one, though, for it. It's a little off the walls. An artist. Now, like, okay, like, a paint, like a painter? Or like yeah, a, yeah, I guess that's a better way of putting it. Because obviously, if I say I'll make a sculpture, you know, it doesn't look like you. Like that, that doesn't look so hot, but, but at the same point, if I just said, I'm going to draw you something, Zach, and I just, it's like, like, like kind of Seinfeld with the triangles, you know, and like you can make things that it's like, someone says, I don't know what that is. Like, you don't have to know what it is. It's art. It's like, like <laughs> it's so art. Like, Look at it this way. It's under this line. Right, yeah. It's like, Oh, don't think like, so I feel like that's, that's a one area where you could say, I was going for this, but I didn't do that at all. I went this way and it went, and it worked out. I like that. That's a good one. Put, put, think about something this way, then look at my painting, and then it's right. Cool. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I, I don't like that. No, no, I agree. Oh, you got any one. other ones? I was gonna say a school bus driver. Like I can't, and, and not do all the taxi driver thing, but I feel like gr- growing up numerous times. Like I live in a, a very like you know uh, rural rural area in the sticks, I'd say, and like the amount of times that the school bus driver either just dropped me off at a rent, like drove past my house, or like just went the wrong way and I was like 20 minutes late coming home. It, it's, it, it happened oh often, quite often. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. You see, but it's funny. I'll add to that. I never had that problem because my bus driver would have to drop us off the mouth of my development. I'd walk, you know, oh, there you go. The whatever the quarter mile, that seemed like a mile in my head <laughs> at the time, but yeah. no, but you're right. I mean, and 
it, it's I'll add to that. Remember the times like when the bus came late for school, like mm-hmm. you're trying to go home. Oh, that was the worst. Yeah. Or the bus was late picking you up in the morning and then like at Shanahan, they give you demerits if you were late and it's your fault all of a sudden. Yeah. Oh my God. I know. Yeah. I felt, you know, what's funny about those buses. It was like, if you were a poor kid that went to like Twin Valley or, or somewhere like a little bit outside where it was like not that many of you, then I feel like yeah. that's when they would, they pull that stunt. If it was like a da- like a Coatesville bus or something, they'd be like, all right, well, like 60 kids are late, so we can't do it. Like, yeah, it, or if you live in like Oxford, like there's a handful living in Oxford. It yeah, was, yeah, yeah. This poor kid, no, no, was, sorry. Uh, oh, your parents had to take you to school, I guess. So no, sorry, whoops, about that, <laughs> that place. Yeah. Um, all right, that's it. We got, we got, a, great, got a great little show. Tonight. I mean, I guess we got got it rolling right with the sports profession. Should we? Well, it's funny, and I guess it kind of rolls us in our, our draft chatter tonight. Because honest to God, Zach, that was the, the the reason I brought it up. And it's funny that you said weatherman, and it's funny. I like looking at Twitter too, like with the ones where it's like, oh, my model says this. I think that's the slam dunk one, right? Yeah. Like the meteorologist. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, that, that was some low hanging fruit. But yeah. I, like I said, I thought it was a perfect segue into going into some draft chatter because you're, you look at these tweets and stuff in the next. I mean, like you were saying before we jumped on, it's been going on for three months. But really, especially now, it heats up with the whole, oh, well, this team needs this. If your team needs this, you should draft this team. Like, it's just yeah. the whole – I'm just, like, staring off into space just thinking it's the whole – you don't need a quarterback, but you draft one anyway like the Packers did. Like, it doesn't – Yeah, it I, doesn't matter. I feel like these mock drafts, like, they're fun to do, I guess. But, like, don't do five of them. I mean, just wait until, like, a week before and then do it. I mean – I, I don't know. I get why they do it because it's build up, it's views, it's all oh, this, that, it's all the, the storyline. But yeah, but like think about it. How many times does the first round actually even play out to be fifty percent of what everyone thinks? It doesn't happen. No, no. I mean, it, it doesn't. And I, I think it, there's two layers to this too, right? It's not just it's not just us. Like whatever they predict, people to like you know draft this person, that person. That's usually always wrong. On top of that, dude. Think, like, think of how many people. I, I'll. It's funny. I feel bad actually using this because this is not me trying to like troll Eagles fans and be like. But, I mean, no, truly, I remember it's my first or second year when Chip Kelly's thing was cooking down, you know, in Philly and stuff, and Jordan Matthews was putting up some numbers his first and second year for the, for the Eagles. You remember him as a wide receiver for them, mm-hmm. and I remember Devontae Adams was struggling his rookie year, and I remember watching Jordan Matthews have a year and thinking, damn. I just wish we draft this kid from Vanderbilt. Instead, he's so much better. It's like, do I do I say that now? Absolutely not. So, and and that's not me just saying, see guys. But but my point is, I'll almost spin it other way around. Everyone's talking about Justin. Like if I said to you, like name a guy in last year's draft that you would take right away and probably make an impact on your team, everyone would probably see Justin Jefferson, right? Because he put up Randy Moss type numbers his rookie year. It's like the Vikings sucked last year. Yeah, they never they were really never in the playoff picture. They really they really weren't. They were what one in six to start the year. Like, too much. My point is, it's there's a we get this hype like oh it's it's and then I'm gonna go to a third part on this before and that'll be my, the end of my rant here. But <clears throat> tie it all together, it's so one we don't know where players are actually gonna go. Two we don't even know if they're gonna be good. And two or and three to that point, and this is what pisses me off so much about watching the coverage on it. Everyone's a superstar. Everyone's a, a wish all the list. Comparisons. Yeah. Everyone's either you're either a superstar in the making, you're you're the next Barry Sanders, right? You're the next John Randall. Like you're you're all you know all these like Hall of Famers, and then and then at some point maybe like what week one I guess it is, then all of a sudden they turn into a player. Like like right like even after the draft, this guy's going to be an instant impact. This guy's going to be great. Blah, blah blah blah. And it's just and most of them aren't, and they're not supposed to the rookies. No. 
think think about it. Last year, there was uh, there was all this hype. Henry Ruggs, Ceedee Lamb, Jerry Judy, all that hype because they're the wide receiver, the sexy, flashy, you know, skill position players that the best wide receiving class we've seen in a long time. And, and like, I mean, Jerry Judy had it like started to get better as the season progressed. Henry Ruggs was basically a dud all year long. I know I drafted him in fantasy and then like, and then CD lamb, same thing. He was hot and cold. Like they weren't what everyone was making them out to be. They weren't the next. Right. Like, I think Chase Claypool is probably better than most of those guys. You know, exactly. Know, right. Like, and, and it's funny cause I'm looking at Rapport's tweets that, you know, he had this week. It's like, Oh, like I've talked to somebody on the inside that says that this is one of the worst defensive tackle drafts I've ever seen. Like, what does that mean? Yeah. What does that mean? You have no idea, and especially if all the years for this type of stuff to really mean nothing. I would imagine during the COVID, yeah. you know, year really means nothing at all. Yeah, exactly. Well, and to go off his quote, like how many defensive tackles even get take like get taken in the, the prime spots in the first round anyway? Like typically not much. So well, we just, I, don't, I don't get that quote. <laughs> but, I don't know. And then let me let me ask you this too, because I saw um, that's like almost like now I'm entertaining the clickbait. But do you? not putting you, I'm not holding your feet to the fire at this question. I just saw Pelissero tweeted uh, with quarterbacks virtually locked in at the top three picks. The NFL draft really starts at number four with the Falcons who will have their full uh, allotment of three personnel at Trey Lance second uh, pro day uh, Monday in North Dakota state. All right. So uh, as I have a hard time reading um, anyway, so is it Lawrence Fields uh, Wilson? Is that, I mean, I'm not saying that, but like, oh, is that what it is? And really turning, I feel like I'm really just going against everything I just said, hating draft chart. But I, so let's just kind of hypothesize about maybe routes that teams might go in. I would, think, would you I would agree with so. me, Mr. Pelissero? I would think the top three. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Jags obviously need a quarterback. I mean, you know, Minshew had a good run, but he's not their long term solution, I, I don't think. Uh, the Jets, obviously, because they got rid of, they traded Sam Darnold. Forty uh, ers I think they made it pretty clear that they are going with a quarterback. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I definitely think it's going to be three. Though, probably those three in what order? I'm not, I'm not sure, but I'd imagine. Yeah, everyone's been saying Lawrence number one since you know last last season, college season. So, and I, I was going to say, didn't he have his whole? Um, didn't I? Either he like tweeted something out like doing work with like the Jacksonville community, all right? So it's already pretty much set in stone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know after that. Yeah, I, I don't know. I really don't. Um, I think there's a lot, you know, obviously like Micah Parsons, Rousseau. There's there's several good edge rushers. There's some really good, really strong offensive linemen. I mean, there's a lot of good talent. Obviously, I think last year's NFL draft was one of the deepest drafts though in, in, in quite some time. So. I think there's some late first round, maybe early second round running backs that could be be a little little entertaining, like Najee Harris or uh, yeah Etienne from Clemson. So uh, really, I do. Yeah, could be some good fancy guys for you. One of those guys going to the Steelers to replace your boy uh, James Conner. I'm thinking uh, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking I think Harris or Etienne is definitely going to the really, third, in my opinion. Yeah, that was um, let's let's talk real quick. We'll talk NFL news. So I saw. Excuse me, James Conner signed with uh, with the Cardinals. One year, one right? year deal over the weekend. So, fantasy lover of yours, yeah, you know, I, I and he was on my list of free agents like from a couple weeks ago that I thought you know are still some of the best out there. James Conner, I think he he gets banged up a little easy, but I think I think he's a great third down running back. I think if you put him in, him in like a Mark Ingram type of role, 
you know, like how Mark Ingram has been in the last several years, like where, you know, he's mainly in your third down, your goal line guy. I think that's where you have him. Uh, and, and I think, you know, he's, he's got good uh, pass catching ability. So you put him in those situations, you know, where you want to do like a screen pass, whatever. I think and just, just limited, you know, not limited his reps, like, you know, load management, but I just, he's not your every down back, plain and simple. Right. And one year Dill can't hurt. No, something. not at all. Not at all. We'll fire. Um, and then what was Alex Smith retired today? So that was that was some news. Yeah, I'm waiting for the Hall of Fame chatter to come up though, which I haven't seen. Thank God. No, so. no. <laughs> I just think we're in, we're in a generation right now where everyone like is giving people way too much credit and love Alex Smith, but everyone's like, oh, he did this. He's a Hall of Famer. Like, is he really though? No, like like Julian Edelman, like that whole spiel. Uh, but. I was about to say you want there's some meat left on that bone if you want to take it. <laughs> the Julian Edelman. The door's open. Yeah, if you want to. Hey, we didn't do a show last week or on Thursday, so feel free if you want to chime yeah. in. I think that was asinine that people think that he's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm looking through uh, our chats, our texts, to see if I can pull up the stats that I threw at you the other day. Oh, I know they're phenomenal. I'll look at the chat real quick while, while you're doing that. Um, do you think that the draft will be anticlimactic due to the remote setting? Um I think they're trying to do some stuff in person. In I think it's Chad's going. Right? I think it's, yeah, Chad, yeah, Chad's going. It's in Cleveland, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's fun. Yeah, I can't stay. I'm itching to, yeah. to, to go to that. Yeah. Although, you, so, know, if the, you know, it's funny. I, if I was smart, I'd actually go out there and visit him for a day or two. I'm off from work and, and uh, go to the Indians and keep across that off the list. Uh, not a bad idea, actually. Um, I know. So, so for all the Julian Elman, I got I, I found the, the message. Please, yeah, save save us. So as we all know, everyone Julian Elman retires. Okay, everyone is on Twitter and everywhere else, basically saying you know that he should be a Hall of Famer. So he's won three Super Bowls. Yep. Okay, great. He's played well in the postseason. Yep. Awesome. But I think to be a Super Bowl or to be a uh, Hall of Famer, I think you also need to rack up. You, you need to rank pretty pretty high up. You know, in your career statistics, right? Julian Edelman is 156th all-time in receiving yards. He's 75th all-time in receptions, and he only has 36 touchdowns over 11 seasons. So he literally only averages, what's that, three, three-and-a-half touchdowns in the regular season? Like so, I'm, like I said, his postseason numbers, okay, they're strong, but other than that, you know, I, I don't know. I was going to say that's fun. It looks like we're just going to, you know, we're, we're just picking up Super Bowls again is the stat. Even yeah, right, exactly. Even though yeah, yeah, but uh, that's all it is. Yeah, if he was top twenty in those in those categories, hey, then, then I think it's a real conversation, you know. Um, but and here's another one: Hakeem Nix, Giants. He has the same number of postseason catches as Hakeem Nix does, and Hakeem Nix had a much shorter career than Julian Ellis. That's insane when you really think about that. No one would have, if we did like a sports trivia. No one would believe that. No, no one would. Nobody would. I, I would blame them. Yeah, and listen, Super Bowls do hold weight in, in the Hall of Fame consideration. But like I said, you need to be have a pivotal role in that Super Bowl or, like I said, rank in the top 10 or top 15 he, in those he, categories. Did he, so. Correct me wrong. Did he win a Super Bowl MVP? I think he might have had – I think he was did. Was that Falcons game? I think it was one of the weird ones. Because yeah. if, that's, if that's the case, that's really what everyone's, like, basing their – That's their, what they're holding on to. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which yeah. is not much. That's that's really just like getting numbers at a party one night in college. Yeah. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah, like like you know, and I and I understand. Like my Eli Manning argument is that he has two Super Bowl MVPs and he was pivotal, obviously, and led the team to win those two Super Bowls. Team sport, one hundred percent. But he was phenomenal in those Super Bowls and had 
was heroic in my opinion. Um, and he ranks in the top eight all time in all the all serious you know quarterback statistics. So anyway, not going to get into that. I know you know. I know. I I think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, but I'm also I don't biased. think he. I don't think he is one, but I think that's just a test of how good your teams were that won. But because here's my thing. Oh, it's funny. This is a fun little, a little side thing. My, I'm not. First of all, I wouldn't defend the gates screaming he can't get in. I would just say if you held a gun to my head and said, "Tell me your actual opinion," I'd be like, I don't know. I don't. I feel like cause I would. I would sit there and say, "Well, if he doesn't win those two rings, does he get in?" I think most people would be like, "Yeah, I don't know." Like, I'd be like, "No, probably not." Well, I'm like, that's why I hate that because I'm just like, Duh. I, I just. But think- does Philip Rivers get in? Because because he has no. They Super really Bowls. are the opposites, aren't they? Because he has of. no Super Bowls, but his and his numbers are right, like a little bit better than Eli in the regular season. They are. But Eli then, has two Super Bowl MVPs that you know he basically he led the team to win. I'd say neither probably. I'd I'd probably yeah. just laugh and say like you both are like the best NIT teams kind of like. Yeah. But I but I I don't, I don't know. But at the same point, they both got in. I would like I said, it's not that's not yeah. where I'm drawing the line. Julian Edelman, I'm drawing a damn hard line in the sand saying no. I'm just saying, like, you need, like, I think Super Bowls absolutely help. MVPs help in Super Bowl. Being, you know, stepping up in those games that are memorable forever means a lot. And I think you need to rank high in those categories, which Eli does all that for me, to me. Yeah, and and I think if you can, it's, I'm trying to think how to put it, too. It's like, well, I just don't like, the whole argument with Edelman too, because like I said, it's just, it, I don't know. I could, my whole thing with Super Bowls is the whole team had to get you to that platform to ensure maybe you had a moment where you were a star, but then I would shrug like he did in the Super Bowl against the Falcons, but I would just shrug and say, okay, but like, it's not enough. I don't know. It's not, it's, it's, I don't know. It's the Hall of Fame. It's the hardest thing to get into. That's why I like that. Uh, would Aaron Rodgers be a Hall of Famer? He's won one. And he's probably what five? He's probably the top five in in those categories. Oh yeah, see that's the problem. I I I just look. I'm like, see the teams failed him. That's uh, I will never. It's such a it's such a crazy like debate. You know, like like criteria. It's insane. Oh, it is. Well, and it's funny too because you're seeing a little bit of that chatter today with Michael Jordan. But I feel like with the Last Dance, I think what came out. I can't believe it was a year ago that that came out. At least the first part of it came out. Um, but I just feel like everyone's gonna say like, remember when we're all arguing about LeBron and Jordan? It's just like so. here. I, I actually have a good a good little spin on that that I was thinking about today. Please, oh, well, yours. Like, if LeBron's really the goat, why is he wearing Michael Jordan's number? Maybe you should come up with his. Maybe just wear number six and be your own person. I don't know. It's yeah. stupid. It's a stupid concept. But I don't know. No, but I I think I. Yeah, I'm with you. I, it's fine. No, I'm just it's. It's, I feel like it's like the whole argument of who's better than who and, and, and those types of things. It's literally like just a dog chasing its tail, a person chasing its shadow. Like you never actually catch it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's – I mean, yeah, I I don't think there's a debate between Jordan and LeBron. But it's and I, but I think that's the thing. And I think social media, it's funny because that's actually I think what generally gets me to, to my point is with like someone like Julian Edelman. It's one of the pitfalls. I mean, there's lots of downfalls of, of – social media but that's like another one right where you have people saying oh is Edelman a Hall of Famer or Alex Smith a Hall of Famer and you know it's funny I'll, I'll just kind of make this a, a Long Island cocktail of thoughts with the Alex Smith Hall of Famer thing can we can we just accept that he's probably somewhere between he's not a Hall of Famer but he but he's also not it's my I saw, I saw a tweet 
like cracked me up and said like can we stop treating him like he's a make-a-wish kid like because of his leg like like because they're basically saying like he had a better career than that it wasn't just like his his career wasn't defined by his leg but i agree it's oh, that's like, a good point. Like and that. i think it's and i think that's a, a a fair point i think honestly it's awesome him coming back we talked about that on our show many a times but but I just think when you step back and you look at it, it's like, yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at with with his career. Like, he's not a Hall of Famer, but but yeah, I mean, he's um, he's he was a huge he had a huge impact on the game. I think his story is something that'll live on forever, obviously. But I think even before that, he was he was a model of consistency in game management in a good way. I don't view this. I've said that before. That's not a bad thing, in my opinion. He's he's been a he's like a model quarterback. Like if you're growing up. And you want to look at like what, what like your decision making, the right things to do in a game. I think he's the guy you got to model your game after. He's like a discounted Philip Rivers. Yeah, like hey, can I just drop in a package? It's like yeah, sure, you want to pay less? It's like yeah, like, all right, we'll do Alex Smith package. Like uh, uh, now, yeah, I kind of like that. I have a, a fun little question for you. I blindfold you. I do like the the. the Shock therapy, not really shock therapy, but that whole thing with the like I say a name, you you say the first thing that comes to your head. Which team do you think of first when you hear Alex Smith? 49ers. Really? Yeah. What about that's you? That's actually what I think too. I yeah. know that's kind of crazy. Yeah. Like I honestly think 49ers and then Chiefs before I think of Washington. Yeah, I yeah, I guess that's actually a good point. I think I think Mahomes winning. Because here's the thing with him, I mean, Kansas City, I think the majority of them would probably look at him, probably how I feel about Claude Giroux and Flyers uniform, where it's just like, it's it was great. You got us kind of to the playoffs, but then after that, it was nothing. But, but that's kind of, I think that's, but no, I think that's for the Chiefs fans. I think they all appreciate that. They were going through, you know, Tyler Thigpens and, you know, all those guys, right? I mean, you know, uh, JP Lossman and the rest of those guys, like, so they, they need that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, between basically between you're right. Actually, that's a great basically from Trent Green to, to him. That was the most reliable quarterback they had. And obviously, now they have Mahomes. But um, and you obviously heard what he had to say about about uh, about Alex Smith and how much that you know he had an influence on his career and stuff like that. So yeah, no, I mean it's you know great career and yeah, this is where we're at. Where we're talking about Alex Smith for 15 minutes uh, yeah. on on the show because we're this is uh, springtime football chatters. <laughs> well, I gotta ask so. How are you? And, and for going back to the draft, yeah, the sure. Packers. Like, do you think your like your your Packers have like an immediate need that they need a draft, or is it kind of like like with me as a Giants fan? Like right now, I I honestly am just like an open book to who we draft. Like I'm fine either way, honestly, with what position we go with, unless it's like a quarterback or another running back or something crazy. But how are you feeling with your Packers going into the draft? See, I'm at a point. Well, you can't. You can't shake me any harder than you shook me last year from talking to the Packers. <laughs> I'm just true. like, because I really, I, Zach, I'll never forget. I took a deep breath as like the Green Bay Packers. I like was like Patrick Queen, and like literally the oh my god, I like and I I don't usually do that. So like the fact that I was like basically like like I'll say it for us all. Yeah. Like and then that happened. It was like I had the Macaulay Culkin like Home Alone look on my face, but um. Because everyone on Twitter says you need a wide receiver, and no, which I don't agree with. But no, I don't. I, I hate saying this, but I feel like everyone's got to say best available. Best available. You yeah. have to go best available because I, I love the quote: "You you sign for need, you draft for the future." And I think there's a lot of believe that. But that's also why, as much as I want to just kind of gag thinking about the Jordan Love pick right now, I'm just like, okay, but you know what? The right. Yeah. It wasn't a horrible pick. What happens if Rodgers gets hurt next year? This kid plays well. I mean, like, mm-hmm. 
you never know. Right, like, and honestly, if he, right, like it's and if he worst case scenario, he's good and he sits on the bench. Like worst case scenario, he sucks and he sits on the bench. Like right, like, so you know it doesn't really. I don't know. So to to wrap it back to to this year's draft. I think AJ Dillon was actually another. Oh, actually, yeah, that, I think it was another good example. I was like, they don't got two running backs. They got Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones. What are you doing? Yep. Yeah, you were like, the, and that's what you said. You said they're thinking of the long game. I, uh, I, I could sit here and say they need a cornerback. I could sit here and say they need a wide receiver. I could sit here and say they need this or that. I think the reality is, and I'm not saying this in a snobby way, they were not a rookie draft pick away from beating the box. Mm-hmm. They were a bad day away from beating the box. Uh, I don't know. So, so it's that point. I think that's kind of my general point. I think people that are looking for a, a, a one hit wonder in the draft, I don't miss ask you not like you do, but everyone in general asked that question. I'd say, yeah, all those guys that you say are like that good. Where, where are those teams besides Patrick Mahomes? Seriously. Yeah. No, you're, you're exactly right. So I, 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 I like your, your, the thing you said about you draft for future sign for need. Right. Cause that, cause right. And I had the same feeling you did last year when we took Daniel Jones at six overall because I thought he was going to be there at eighteen for us. And I was I was like the Giants like Josh Allen, you know the defensive. Yeah. Daniel, <laughs> I was shocked. But at the same point, when you think about it, it's a good way to look at it. Like the defensive end, like we, we've seen, we talked about before, they might not have that longevity of production in the NFL where right. it could. So you know, we'll no, see would, you still, would you rather have Daniel Jones than uh, Josh Allen right now? Well. The pass rusher, Josh. Now. <laughs> yeah, look at, looking back, I'm I'm okay with it right now. I'm okay with it right now, Get, just because of the state of our defense with Patrick Graham as a defensive coordinator at this point in time. At that point in time, when we when he wasn't with us and we didn't have Judd, we were still under the Shermer reign, if you want to call it that uh, <laughs> regime. Yeah, I was definitely upset then, but looking back, I think it was probably the right move. Well, and I'll tell you one other little note I saw in the, the old football circuits of Twitter today was about the Bengals. I hate these new uniform drops that these Dude, they're like the same thing they already have. I know. That last time last year. year. Are the Falcons going to do it again tomorrow? Like the Bucks. And then the the Chargers after that with their baby blue, and now they're they're a little darker blue, and then they're lighter blue. If you're going to do something cool, like just make all 32 teams be like retro, like be from like the 80s or something. Like do all of them that way. I I, I don't know. This whole hybrid. This whole hybrid like new wave thing is – not me. I don't like it. I hate it. And you know, it's funny. Have you noticed that it's always the same few teams that do it that suck? Yeah, it's always the teams that are like just kind of irrelevant. <laughs> like so the they, Jags or like you said. The right, that's teams. actually a better way of putting it. And, and I will even put the Bucks in that category when they won the Super Bowl. But I mean, when they, yeah. you know, well, the Bucks were kind of not really even competitive until last year, obviously. But good times, right? Yeah. Uh, I need to get some mojo. It's Mojo Monday. Um, yes. But you know it's funny, real quick. We'll, we'll go. I'll tell you, We'll go from from football to football. We'll go from a little soccer chat, real quick. So it's funny, you know. I I, I it was all news <laughs> to me. I like. It's funny. I'm not obviously. I would when I say I probably know a little bit more about soccer. That's not saying much. It's more. Well, you've been team before at least. Yeah, the Gunners. Speaking of which, pulled the old list. All right, so let me. I'll put you on the spot here for Zach, uh, yeah, for a second, Zach. What What do you know? So uh, I can't talk. My mouth's falling down the stairs. What do you know so far about this this soccer super league, if you will? Um, honestly, I don't know too much. I saw on the news something about I don't know if it's UEFA or whatever it is, and 
teams that participate, the players are they are they banned from the World Cup that I see, or am I just am I envisioning yeah something, something like that? Like yeah. they'd be in a yeah, it's some super <laughs> league I guess basically where there's a bunch of uh, I don't know. It just seems like a bunch of um, big teams are able to play be part of. I, I'm not too sure. Yeah, so I'll, I'll kind of walk it back for everyone real quick and explain it. So obviously there's a bunch of leagues, soccer leagues, and this is one of the hardest reasons I actually didn't really get into it when I was younger, but. So I was like, all right, there's teams in Spain, there's teams in Italy, there's teams in, in England. Like, who the hell are we supposed to, like, root for? Who's the best team, right? All that. So the Champions League is made up of all the best teams, basically, in all those leagues. So essentially, that's the holy grail of soccer. You want to finish somewhere in the top echelon, if you will, of your, your league. They don't really have playoffs. And then if you finish in there, then the next year, they kind of do these things where, like, it's right now, basically, where they will do it. They'll play, like, one day a week, like, and sprinkle those in for like little periods and like the, it's it's kind of goofy but anyway so i guess most of the teams that are in the better you know portion or more historic teams uh want to start their own league so it's like some of the best it's basically the best german teams the best uh, spanish teams the best english teams are kind of all want to jump in and start their own league so i'd almost analogize it to it'd be like if the nfl was the nfl but then you know, maybe like they have like a division one or a tier one group. Yeah, it was like, yeah. Y- y- yeah, you know how you were just talking about those irrelevant teams, like the the Jags, the like those guys. It's like all those guys are like like kicked to the curb, and it's like like the Steelers, the Patriots, the Packers, the Eagles, the Giants. Like all those teams are like in one league. And you're like, yo, this is a league. Like this is kind of fun. But but at the same point, then you'd almost be like, but then what's the point of? watching the other football games like you don't care about those ones anymore oh so that's kind of how it's all (laughs) yeah well you know it's funny so uh, here's an interesting tweet i saw too that i thought actually broke it down from a different perspective like regardless of what happens um it's basically saying these these domestic leagues like because i think the general flow is everyone's like you can't do this because then all the other like the little guys aren't like that you know it's not as fun and i thought you know yeah but in this tweet kind of nails it it's just saying like yeah, but th- there is no salary cap in soccer. So it's the same teams that spend the money that want to be there that win at the end of the year. And then the other teams that aren't as good, they just celebrate the fact they didn't get relegated. And they're like, oh, nice. We didn't, we didn't get you know kicked out of the league or whatever because obviously they can send teams up and down. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, so that's my whole thing on it. I don't know. I, well, I don't really have a take on it. But That's like saying you want to see your team, you know, Eastern Carolina get blown out by Alabama in football every year. It's like, come on, you know. So Well, that's – I yeah I, to me that's the only thing I don't like about it. it just seems like you're kind of it would almost be like okay we'll take like Alabama LSU and then like we'll take like Ohio State we'll take Clemson like we'll make our own like conference and be like yeah it's gonna be the greatest conference you watch all year long but then once it's over it's like no nothing else now yeah, like, you don't care who's the American yeah. Yeah. yeah so I think that's kind of my general <laughs> more flavor for it mm-hmm. um, but yeah. I don't know. So we'll see. It's funny. I was actually thinking, I was like, I wonder how much we can actually talk about with this. Although I did find it so funny. So, um, and I, damn, I forgot to load this tweet up. So I saw big count of bars, saw a really funny tweet and you were saying how that's part of it. So right now, the way I guess international soccer set up is if like teams join this, this new league and like they began for playing in like the world cup and stuff like that. Like the players would be that they play on those teams that I saw, Big cats that he was saying it's like see us men's playing the long game with this like having like no good like grown men soccer players so like by the time like if all those guys all get banned for playing this only we have a shot I was like that's, go. that's pretty I good I see that I think I think you re- did you retweet that or something yeah like yeah that, that was pretty good yeah mm-hmm. um but yeah so I mean we'll see we'll see how that shakes out but yeah it's fine I'm like looking 
Zach, it's it's the bottom of the barrel with sports chatter tonight, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I'll tell you, should we do I mean, we could always do a little bit of a shorter show. Now, you want to do Mojo Monday? We got that or the sports collapse topic. Oh, right. I'm an idiot. Jeez, I, I that's the one time I forgot to write down <laughs> in my notes. Right. So, you know, it's funny. I forgot it because you're at the Titanic. What sank? It's like, it's like, geez, I, you know, it's funny. I was thinking, not funny at all, but I was thinking about, you, you watch The Office. Yeah. I've yeah, seen it so, times from start to finish. Yeah. So he, you know, the one, I forget the episode, but Michael's talking about how, um, like stand-up comedy and he's saying like the Lincoln assassination, like just became funny, like recently. Yeah. He's, he's saying like, there's some things you can go there and some things you can't. And it's funny because, oh, it's, was it AIDS? Is that the one he was saying is like not funny right now or something like that? I think it might've been. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's it was a fun night or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah something like that. So, yeah. so I know, um, right. So he's saying like, well, you know, that whole thing. So I was like, kind of when I was writing this out, I was like, well, we're kind of almost making a dark joke about the Titanic sinking. But then I'm like, is it, is it, it's been about a hundred years. I think we can make fun of it. Like, not, not, not like that, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so I saw the Titanic sank. But last week, well, not last week, but well, the anniversary was last week. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, hundred years plus a few more weeks. But anyway, um, yeah. So yeah, I guess what was it? Uh, the fifteenth, and then was it? Was it? I, Alexa, when did the Titanic sink? Nineteen twelve, Zach. Wow. Yeah. So 109 um, years ago. Wow. Very good. Very good math. So to that point, we started thinking, well, what's one of the worst collapses in sports? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't think anyone expected the Titanic to collapse on in the ocean. Um, all right. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, it's, I was fascinated by the exhibit. At the Franklin Institute, of course, I got I got sick right before we could tour in seventh grade. But mm-hmm. but nonetheless, maybe I have more Titanic tidbits for you if, if I had one on that. But anyway, uh, sports collapses, Zach. Which uh, what would you say is one of the worst ones you've seen? Yeah, one of the ones that really just rings a bell for me, you know, and especially since we're you know fairly fresh off of Masters Week, is five years ago, 2016, God. at the Masters when uh, Jordan Spieth he had a uh, he had a five shot lead going into the back nine of the Masters, looking for his second Masters win. He bogeyed the 10th, bogeyed the 11th, then he quadruple bogeyed the par three, 12th, the one with the water. The water, right, yeah. The water, I I remember watching, and he hit his first shot in the water, and then he did the drop and hit that one in the water, and then did he hit a third one? So his first, he hit three. No, he hit two in the the water and then three-putted, yeah. I remember that. I remember sitting watching out on TV. And I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I, yeah. It was two or three balls in the water. But anyway, he had a five-shot lead going to the back nine. Then after those three holes, then he had a three-shot deficit. So he had a. It was literally an eight-stroke swing in three holes. That's insane when you think about that for the pros. For for the pros, that's insane. For us hackers, it's like it's you know another day at the, at the, on the court. <laughs> well, you're playing me, maybe you know maybe I'll get lucky. I'm up a whole uh, you know like a stroke or two, and it's like oh well, now I'm down seven strokes. That, that last one really got away from me. <laughs> so yeah, and then you know, no offense to Danny Willett, but like he basically had the Masters handed to him, and Danny Willett has been non-existent ever since. He won. I was gonna say I don't remember. I don't remember who won it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Danny Willett. Yep. So. uh yeah, that one will for, forever ring a bell for me. But I, I think Speed has a, a couple more green jackets in his up his sleeve. So we'll yeah, I think so. He looked good. Uh, looked good this past spring. 
tied for third. So yeah. Now it's funny. I have two. I have one that's gonna get me disowned from my mom's side of the family because I was gonna say the Mets when it was seven, I believe, when they were up seven uh, games with seventeen to play. And yeah, they, the they squandered the division. That's that's pretty bad. Mm-hmm. That was. I mean, I remember that four game sweep the Phillies had where um, uh, Rollins Gucci played. Oh, yeah. they had the hit, or was I forget? Yeah. Man, I can't believe I'm forgetting this now. I remember watching my dad's classroom with them. But, uh, yeah, I, so that's it in baseball. But then I also remember uh, – I think I talked about this on the show once before in some other segment, ironically enough, unless we talked about this, unless we did this segment already, and I just were doing reruns now. Um, but Lindsey Jacob Ellis, the, uh, the snowboarder, remember – Yes. Yeah. Like, uh, I'm trying to think how about you. I was about to like, look at Alexa. Like, can you help me? But it's like she's not going to know. Yeah. Um, but it was probably like, let's say, 2000. Six, 2010, something like right yeah. Let's go six, and like in Torino. Um, but yeah, I just remember, um, like I guess she kind of showboated a little bit, like a little, like a little leg kick or whatever, and then she just tumbled over. And I wish I had the clip right now. Of course, I don't. But yeah, I'll never forget that clip. So I just was like, oh my god. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. oh, and then there's obviously the NFC Championship game, what 20, uh, 2014. <laughs> That one wasn't good either. You got <laughs> well, I was gonna say the miracle. Well, the uh, you know the punt from Matt Dodge, but we brought that thing. It actually like was five a pretty bad collapse. So honestly, we both have guess, so. we both have pretty bad collapse memories. Actually, everyone's got to go through one as a fan, though. Yeah, you know, it makes you some scar tissue. You know, it makes you yeah, stronger, right? so uh, yeah, I, I think right. Uh, we'll see. I'll never have one of those comebacks where I'm like, oh my god, we had no business winning. We came all the way back. And if you do, it's a game that doesn't really matter. But you know. Yeah, it's um, like week one against yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like if yeah, it's like week two, or it's like yeah, it's like week one when the Packers beat the Bears, and then it's just like, but then the rest of the season went down the toilet where I'm just like, that's great. That's great. <laughs> um, all right, let me pick up the energy a little bit. Should we do a little mojo Monday? Yeah. Still. All right, let's do this thing. Get the get the vibes cooking a little bit here on a on a Monday evening. Um, I'll tell you, defer to you. Do you want to? Ah, well, I love. Him. I just I'm looking at Mike dancing right now. I I wish I could dance like that, Zach. I really do. I because I get the, the opposite of that is me. Um, oh, all right, but, yeah, but you know, to that point, let's uh, a little mojo Monday. Yeah, let's do it. So. I don't really, I don't really dive in NBA talk too often, but I will say that I'm, <laughs> I'm proud of uh, of the Knicks for you know having an, an organically built team. I'll say, obviously, besides free agency, like you know, no big all stars. I should say, no one's. Flopped. No, no, the, it's a it's a group. Yeah, it's a group effort. It's a team. This is it's an actual team, and you know, I know everyone's making a joke because they're only four games over 500, but they're six in the East, and they're only a half game out of the fourth seed. And uh, you know, it, it's been. 10, 11 years since the Knicks have have even remotely been in this position. You know, when Amari was healthy and Amari was there and Carmelo just came over, like th- that was literally the last time we had a serious, you know, chance at, you know, a playoff berth or like a first round possible, you know, competitive series, you know. So um, shout out to them. They've won six straight. Uh, Julius Randle is just a double-double machine at this point in time. And, I mean, everyone's picking it up. You got R.J. Barrett. Even Nerlens Noel is, is, like, is starting to show flashes every now and then. Oh, yeah, Nerlens. Nerl- Nerl- yeah, and uh, you have D- Derek Rose, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's just, I don't know. It's been a team effort, and it's been – I'm glad to see that they're back in, like, the playoff picture, if you will. 
Regardless, yeah, of no, their, it's, regardless if they're just over 500, I don't care because the rest of that says a lot for the rest of the East. Yeah, that we're right. that we're just over 500. So, no, dude, they had a hell of a week, like you were saying. I mean, but they won six straight. So yeah, six in a row, Florida yeah. last week, and and mm-hmm. yeah, Randall obviously won um, play of the week. I mean, so yeah, they're they're looking good, and, and you just want to see them turn that corner a little bit. Yeah, I, I like Thibodeau a lot. Every other coach that they brought in prior to Thibodeau, like I never was sold on. I never thought that it would be that great. So uh, you know, Tibbs is a I think feel like he's a blue collar type coach, which I like. So yeah, they'll play hard for him. Yeah, exactly. It's, and they have been. It's, it showed. So you know, we'll so, yeah. see if they keep running. Yeah. <laughs> well, so I'll I'll keep it in the the gritty grinding it out. Patrick Marlowe. was yeah. it Moose Moose uh, Moose games played. I believe in the NHL. If I'm reading the stat tonight, yeah, yeah, it's pretty incredible. Especially in a hard twenty-three seasons, seven hundred six. Uh, yeah, what seventeen hundred and sixty-eight games? That's that's yeah, it's pretty good. Especially in that sport where you're just constantly getting beaten up, and it's just it's a very physical game. Oh yeah, and, and I, it's fun. I actually didn't realize he was back with the Sharks. That's pretty cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's probably something. Scully got a ring and an Oscar Lindbaum, uh and all that stuff with the Flyers last night. There's my little honorable mention too. There's a lot of mojo to be had. It's, it's, I love how like some some weekends we don't have a ton to pick from, but then you know in a in a, in a weekend where there wasn't a ton of sports action going on, we have this, which is pretty cool. So yeah, yeah. Hey, hey Stuart Sink he turned back the clock and he won the uh, the uh, RBC Heritage, I believe it was. Yeah, with his son caddying for him, so that's pretty cool. Oh, was it his son? Yep, mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. Yeah. And then I feel like there's something else that happened this weekend. I can't think of what it was. Um, well, Bryce Harper hit a ball in New Jersey. That was pretty wild. Yeah. <laughs> that was a moonshot. Did you see that thing? Whew. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Um, oh, how's you know, how's the fantasy way? baseball team doing, by the way? I don't know. Actually, that's a great question. I need, I need to really give that a look right now. Because <laughs> I didn't set my lineup very well last week. No. So I got my ass kicked, I think. But I'm sitting in fourth place, so I guess that's good. I'm in the upper yeah, I think I'm fifth or sixth, something like that. But are you are you uh the mound dogs? Okay, yeah, you're in the sixth spot. Do we play each other this week? Nah. Oh, I got we each we each got one of the Murphy brothers. Oh, there we go. There we go. So we got we got to take care of business. Let's go, we can do this. Um yeah, but well, shoot, what was the other thing I was gonna say? Um I feel like is there anything else going on in sports right now? I, I it, it's it's almost like scramble because you know what the funny thing is I was also thinking about the Sierra Days Act too it's like we're at a point where it's like you're kind of looking around where it's like everything doesn't feel like because I'm like the Masters I'm like yes but that was also November like NHL playoffs for like you mm-hmm. know August like it's everything's a little bit like I'm like did we just have this <laughs> you know what I mean like it's but not in a bad way I'm just it just kind of feels weird yeah no it does it's like it's just something we're not used to, the whole sports schedule, you know, get kind of getting back to normal, but refresh off of the end of last season, feels like. So, well, and that was one of the things I wanted to ask Chad. Um, we'll have him on the show on Thursday. Cause I, did you see his tweet he had about um, sporting events and how like people didn't play? Um, oh, I look what people were saying about Aaron, uh, Aaron Nola um, playing well. So, mm-hmm. Kentucky Derby's also looking at the chat. Just, to, uh, just keep rolling. Um, Kentucky Derby's in two weeks. That'll be fun. There we go. There we go. That'll be fun. Some ponies. I got, we gotta I got, get Nick on the show and talk about that. I got my uh, Woodford Woodford Reserve. I'm staring at it over here. So I'll, we got do, you, you, do you always break it out for the Derby? No, I don't. I I, I forget who gave it, to it, but it's over there, so we're ready to go. Oh, there we go. <laughs> we should do like a um like a Kentucky Derby watch party, with like the draft. I always love it because usually the drafts like right around there too. 
Yeah, that's a good point. So we got some like exciting stuff coming up. Yeah, yeah, it's it's all it's all shaping up. And yeah, Aaron Nola pitched out his mind this weekend. He really did. That was an argument mojo Monday from the chat. Mm-hmm. Um, but I saw Chad tweet too. I was saying there, I guess he was like wondering why people aren't going to sporting events. I'm like, the Flyers sucks. That's where I'm at. So I wanted to ask him. People are probably reluctant this. still, you know, with everything going on. So. Yeah. I think so. So I want to talk to him about that on Thursday and get his get his brains down the post game right now. Um, but yeah, no, this was this fun. Like I said, it's it's funny how I feel it's like our off season. I love how like we're in, when we're uh, watching TV, we're like, why are these people not on TV? Even if it's the off season, they still got a job to do. And then now I'm just like, what's to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. But, you know, we'll have uh, we'll have some fun stuff. Uh, you know, we'll do like some trivia or something. That'd be kind of fun get on the show. There we go. We'll quiz it up. Sports quiz mix it. Yeah, we'll, we'll do some fun stuff in the summertime. Um, but yeah, to that point, let's. Uh, I'll throw up all the graphics for everyone that want to check us out. So if you want to check us out on Spotify and iTunes for all the audio episodes, you can. Uh, you can check out all those right there. There you go. There's the, the picture and the link. And then on social media, check us out Instagram, Twitter, Reddit, at, at underscore get sidetrack. And visit the website, www.get-sidetrack.com. And if you want to watch some video episodes, Twitch and YouTube are the best spots for that. So you can check us out, uh, follow and subscribe on Twitch. Uh, the heart to the left is to follow, subscribe to the right. And if you want to go on YouTube and subscribe, it's completely free. Uh, so check us out on the YouTube channel as well. And then if you're really feeling all the sidetrack love, you can always go to our store and we got all sorts of cool gear there as well. And it's summertime's coming around. Me get a golf polo. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. We gotta we gotta play soon, by the way. That's that we were talking about that before the show. We gotta you gotta you gotta watch me just keep drawing the ball right in the woods, you know. <laughs> My league starts on Wednesday, so I gotta Oh the Honeybrook one. Yeah, the Honeybrook League, yeah. Well, that'd be fun. That'd oh, be yeah. fun. Yeah, I'm excited. Let's we'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll have to almost do like an update then on Thursdays or something. To look oh, how, how did Zach play or something? Oh boy. Well, stay tuned. Oh, you know, happy birthday shout out. Yeah, to Maddie, who's one of our I you know, I don't know if I have the picture of her in our uh, in the sidetrack onesie still. I don't know if I have the picture still, but <laughs> uh, do I? Let me see if I do. I don't. I don't. Damn it. <laughs> I don't. But I, I thought I'd, if I did, that would have been great. But you know what? There's more more production to grow for us. Uh, yeah. But but definitely definitely had birthday to her. So um, yeah, this is awesome though. So we'll be back on the air <laughs> Thursday at seven o'clock per usual. We'll have Chatty Boy on, uh, and yeah, we'll we'll kind of you know we need you know we need to we need like a Marlins Philly series to spice up the show. You know, just kind of get get a little little something something in the you know just to get, get excited about. Yeah, but what, they play each other soon, I'm sure, right? Yeah, you know, we should do a show. Um, they do it well, so they do a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday series. Mm-hmm. So we could always do like a do the girly Tuesday or Wednesday, and then do the show on Thursday and talk about it. Oh, there you go. Perfect. Yeah, we'll have some fun with it. Uh, perfect. But to that point, we'll be back on the air on Thursday. So we'll see everyone back in the living room seven o'clock on Thursday.